Good evening, everyone. As you can tell, I'm the only one here right now because we actually ended our pre-ramble a little late today. And we're having to... They're having to get their stuff and go get their drinks. So while we're waiting on that, I'm going to finish and start working on the bottom of this cape of Valkyrie. Um, for anybody to know, today is going to be a hobby day for us. We're going to talk about hobby things, do hobby stuff. Uh, Kathy and I have to get a bunch of models painted for Adepticon. Um, of course, we will be, when, whenever we get to the paint camera, we'll be focusing more on Kathy's than we'll be on mine, because uh, Kathy is the shit. Um, but I will be working on the new Marvel Crisis Protocol models that came out. Um, and Kathy is working on some other stuff. I'm not sure exactly what it's called. Lies! Deceptions! Deceptions and lies! Lies! So, everybody's coming back now. Um, I'll switch over to the major paint cam in just a minute. I just want to get this last bit of paint on this. Come on, man. You're, you're, your paint cam's got a rank? Holy shit! It's not Captain Paint Cam, it's Major Paint Cam. Oh, I'll remember that got ranking ah okay I at least captain missy still outranks it oh no actually major outranks captain right uh yeah yes well All it right. depends on where you are i mean if it's on a ship what i well, don't know do they have the ship, i think the captain wins because it's the captain i'm just gonna paint blue i don't know anything purple. about that sort of thing <laughs> so we're all back what episode are we at now kathy it must be 110 what? 110? I'm going to go and put us straight on our uh, paint cam. Oh, Tasty, John. <laughs> hey, Orcris. Oh, yeah, Orcris Gaming. All right. Oh, he's ready with a party of 44. Holy beholies. Orcris. Oh, well, hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Orcris. Guys, for everybody that doesn't know, um, this is a podcast more than dice. Uh, today is a hobby day uh, because quite a few of us have to do some models for Adepticon and get ready. Uh, Kathy, what models are you going to be working on? Is there a camera I am working up? on these four Splintered Fang models from Warcry. And I've been working on them during the week when I'm streaming but I've also been working on them not streaming and because I need to get them finished for, for Adepticon. I'm doing these for a charity raffle that Table Wars is doing uh, for autism advocacy. And of course, we'll be concentrating more on Kathy's than on mine and John's because Kathy is the quote-unquote the shit when it comes. As her camera kind of freaks out a bit on us. You've got the extreme close-up going on there, dog. You're trying to find the sweet spot of my model, aren't you? I'll just hold still. No, you're fine. <laughs> I, it, actually, it messed up on Skype, and so I'm just refixing it. Oh, well, that's Skype for you. Yeah. Or Chris Gaming says, thank you for giving my little prinnies a home. Aww. And you're going to tuck the kiddos into bed. Right on. Have a good night. Say good night to the kids for Say us, because I'm kids. sure they know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Kids all listen to our podcast. Everybody <laughs> listens to ours. 
that. So we are on episode 110. Uh, Today is going to be an all episode, nothing but painting and talking about hobbying, doing hobbying stuff, uh, so on and so forth. Um, But before we do that, we got to give a shout out to all of our sponsors. We want to thank Metalhead Minis for sponsoring us and allowing us to sell our product on her website. Uh, for anybody to know, Metalhead Minis, Lynn Stahl, is an amazing woman. Um, go and check her out if you haven't. Um, and then Muse on Minis for sponsoring us and hosting our files. Um, also, Tectonic Crest Studios for providing a lot of cool things. Uh, giveaways. Uh, if you like MDF terrain and want some cool MDF stuff, check out uh, Dan the Man. And I know I'm forgetting somebody. Creature Caster. Uh, which, Kathy, when are you going to be painting the twins? Hey. We cannot forget Creature Caster. Nope. I am painting the Suzerain of Desire, which I find is the, a much cooler name than their other name for it, which is the Twins. The Twins. I feel like Suzerain of Desire is way more poetic. Absolutely. And uh, so I'll be painting that on my stream. I'll be painting that off my stream. I have yet to finish assembling it tomorrow i'm going to be working on on assembly there's a few things that i will be painting while it is not assembled on that model because it is so complex and uh i have not yet decided which things those are going to be though <laughs> i still need to, to to think about it that's a whole mental process just thinking about the logistics of that model So, but yeah, that you need to think a lot about how you're going to paint it, what's going where, and you get a plan. There's upwards of 40 pieces to that model, in, including the body and some of the larger pieces. But there's a ton of smaller pieces as well that you really have to think about. And I was looking at the website, looking at the pictures on their website of the render so that I could zoom in on parts and figure out you know, just what little piece this is and how it fits to the whole while I was assembling it. That was huge help. <laughs> so I recommend if somebody's uh, assembling creature caster stuff, you know, get on their website and look at those those pictures that they have on there and you can zoom right in. And usually you can spot, you know, each little piece. I like to put puzzles together, so I'm looking for the subtleties in pieces that look very similar so that I can, you know, figure out this little piece of what looks like a horn is different than this other little piece that looks almost identical. Thanks. My husband just delivered my hot tea to me. Uh, Hey, James. Um, so today's episode, uh, let's see, who else? Did we forget any sponsors? I know we kind of went off a little tangent about Creature Caster because they're super duper awesome. Muse on minis? We did Muse on. We got Muse. Okay. Tectonic Craft Studio, Metalhead Minis. Okay. There we go, everybody. Um, we are going to be having, uh, possibly a new sponsor. We're talking with someone else, uh, that said they want to be part of the More Than Dice team. We also want to remind everybody that uh, More Than Dice does host another podcast, uh, The Minority Report. They, I talked with them this week, and they are actually going to be branching out 
uh, on different games besides War Machine and Hordes for battle reports and talks and stuff like that. That's uh, cool. We oh, host cool, their yeah. uh, we host their podcast on ours so they can help get listeners um, and stuff. So uh, go check them out. Uh, it's a, a tongue in cheek uh, description of their podcast. It's uh, three African American guys and they're called the Minority Report. They are extremely funny and extremely great guys. Um, I see what they did there. <laughs> Um, I did want to talk about, before we get started uh, and we get our thing on that, remind me, I want to talk about putting these models together. So, John, you're in charge of reminding me to talk about that. Putting which models together? The Sorry. Marvel Crisis ones. Okay. So, um, John, do we have any shout-outs that we need to give today? I think we actually got lucky for a week. I do not oh, recall any. My. Yeah, not like last week. Oh, thanks, Doc Hooligans, for following us. We awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah, last week was rough. This week, luckily, looks like we're in a little better shape. Knock on wood. Or wood type object. Hey, I got wood over here. <laughs> what is the knock upon? <laughs> and then, see what else. Um, okay. What you drinking? Uh, yeah, John, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I have uh, some vanilla Coke mixed with some uh, 43 vanilla liqueur. Which is going to be extra vanilla and tasty as hell. Extra vanilla. Uh, Kathy, what's your drink of choice tonight? I, uh, I have hot tea that Jim just delivered to me, and it's Earl Grey. Just like Captain Picard likes. Not the like, most English uh, French ever. Where's your gin and tonic? That's like your, your thing. Oh, that's next to me, too, but I've already, uh, already gotten started on that. You already consumed it all? Most of it. Uh, today, I kind of spoiled what I was drinking uh, in the pre-ramble. It is called a Hard Latte by Brown Bomber. Um, and it's a vanilla malt coffee liquor type thing. So, I'm going to try this out. And uh, hopefully this will be pretty good. Cassie's camera's freaking out. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's... for everybody listening, either watching this live or anything else that's going on right now, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, cheers. 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 That's not bad. That's super vanilla just like I expected. That's actually not bad. I think the mocha is the best one, though. Uh, Captain Mizzy and I had, uh... So is that my camera that's doing that? Yeah, it's just... Is that just Skype? It's Skype. It's Skype. How do I make that stop? Uh, let me uh, get you set up on Discord. Skype. That's uh. Yeah. That's awful. Hopefully it'll just settle down. Sometimes it does that. Simmer down now, Skype. Simmer down. So uh, let me get this last bit of black on Loki's hand. And then we'll talk um, about assembling them. And we'll talk about assembling these because, um, as there, if anybody's put together any of the Marvel Crisis models, there's been some hoopla i guess you want to call about uh them and the way they let's, built stuff let's call it hoopla let's do that that's a nice way of putting it hoopla yeah some hoopla yeah. so uh, let me get this little bit of black on here okay so um <clears throat> oh and also since we've got a bunch of new people who just raided us let's explain who's who in the uh, upper right hand corner is john that's me i paint mediocre at best i'm painting some marvel crisis protocol on a base for a malifaux guy uh below me is gonzo's actual face cam there 
And then on the opposite corner from that is Gonzo's paint cam or his hand cam right now. And the center is, of course, Kathy, because she is the best painter. uh, Not close. (laughs) 100% the best painter. Yes. Okay, so let's go ahead and go. Um, So I assembled all the new marbles. Um, Let's just say the sculpts are really good. The models are really good. They're really cool looking. There's nothing wrong with the sculpts. Uh, everybody's got really cool dynamic poses. You know, everybody feels like what they're supposed to. Blah, 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 blah. No issues there. Um, Hella. Um, I really don't understand why Hella is really on a big base, though. Um, I just because she's badass, maybe. I don't know. Um, Dragon Trill 1, thanks for following us. Um, her model was not too bad to put, excuse me, put together. Um, her headpiece, her head is actually three different pieces. Um, and so that had to be done. It was kind of weird because they, they've been dogged for this before. Their instructions still don't have numbers on it that come with the models. And I think that's probably, um, going to be rectified in next few releases because we know that these were printed much later, you know, these were already figured in into the you know production before they figured to do that. Yeah, and to be fair, they're ones online. The online versions of the instructions do have numbers. Correct. So you could go on there, but I mean, if you don't, that's a different story. Um, Hello wasn't too bad. The flame, there's this back flame, green flame back here. It fits kind of weird, and if you notice, I did not get it completely flat. I'm going to see if I can try to get it kind of look yeah right underneath this green flame area there's an open spot i didn't get it completely flat so i'm not too happy about that but it's when it's on the table it's not going to matter um everything fit together really well um everything you know snapped together best as possible her chest you can see the line because i tried to get it down as much as possible but it didn't work um it came together pretty decent it wasn't very fiddly so it was an okay model um i'm gonna talk about one that i really kind of hated uh and that's valkyrie um valkyrie's legs uh her bent leg was two separate pieces um then her crotch area you put the two legs together to form the crotch area um, which was uh, kind of weird. The chest piece was too different. Fit together really well. Um, didn't get any lines out of that or any holes. The cape was a separate piece, and then you glued the head on top. Problem with the instructions on this, and I see some parts I'm going to fix on this while we're talking about her. Um, the biggest problem I had with this model is the instructions did not tell you how to put the head together. They have the head as one piece on the instructions manual, which kind of annoyed me. I was like, really? What was the part that was different? Uh, Well, in the instructions, they just say to put the head on. They don't tell you how to put the head together. The head is actually three separate pieces. The face and then each side of the hair. Okay. So it was actually, you know, different pieces all together. So it was kind of... Weird, I guess you want to say. You put the head together first, and then you put the head on the model. Correct. But the thing is, is the instructions didn't have you putting the head together at all. It was, the head was already put together. So it was like either the instructions, it was either they... 
forgot the thing. Went to print yeah. before they had the, the model done and they had to change it. I mean, that happens. Yeah. It, it is. So uh, it's kind of weird. Um, her arms are very fiddly and very tiny. They are cut off right below. Make sure I'm on camera. Right below her wristbands. And you have to glue that on to there. It wasn't too bad. Um, as, as normal, I hate the tactical debris, so I chose the base that has a little bitty stone on it to put her on there. Um, her pose is pretty cool. Uh, you can, the only positioning you can do with this model is a little bit of the head and the swords. You can kind of turn them, uh, rotate them to get a different look or feel to them, which I did a little bit. Um, but overall, wasn't a bad model. Just very fiddly and very tiny. Um... Loki. Um, do have a complaint with Loki. And this is this is being really nitpicky, guys. I'm I'm just doing anything. Um, so it's nothing too bad. Uh, Loki, he's got this little ice sculpture, you know, that he can, can swing around, and it looks like he's throwing it out. Who you notice? There's like this little thing. Um, I was not going to put that on originally. I was like, I don't care for it. Don't want it. Just going to do straight thing. The problem is his foot isn't a full foot. It's a nub because the ice goes onto the top of his foot. So you you have to put it on there or you're going to have to sculpt a foot for him. Hmm. Um, which is kind of annoying to me because I really didn't want the ice sculpture, but you got to put it on there. Um, his horns are separate pieces, so they're super, super, super tiny. Um, but, I mean, overall, it's got a cool pose. Really neat. Um, the one thing that I will not say anything bad about it is you will have plenty of bases to do things with because even though it's a, if, if both the models have the normal size bases, then you have, they give you four bases, not two. So it's old GW style. Yeah. Uh, not a big deal. Uh, Bucky, AKA winter soldier came together really well. The knife on his back is a separate piece. Um, legs went together real well. Bucky was pretty easy and simple. Uh, even his arms, um, they molded him just right that his arms, because the gun is separate from the arms. And usually when you have a piece that, you know, you're putting a gun to attaching to two different points, you've got to kind of fiddle with it. But since they made the joints and the shoulders really well, it went together really easily. Uh, didn't wasn't perfect, but did pretty well. Um, no major issues with him. Um, Vision... I can say, Vision, there's a small issue with it, and it's the way he's standing on the rock. Um, he's supposed to be phasing through this wall. Cool. Going to do a little bit of phase, you know, glow area around the leg and such. Um, but he, when you put him up there and you put him the way he wants, he's not, like, centered on the base, or he's kind of leaning to his left a little bit, which is kind of, you know, just kind of feels weird. Um is it bad? No. I just wish it was a little bit more straight up and down. Um, pretty easy model to put together. Not a big deal. Um, the head and neck area, if you put it the way that they have it, he's actually looking down a bit more. And I kind of push a little up. That's the reason why I've got a gap in the neck, which I'll just pad to um, figure that out. Green stuff. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Thor, last one. Thor wasn't uh, that big of a deal either. A um, few fiddly bits. Uh, his arms were okay. 
arms were one piece. Uh, the wings on his helmet were separate pieces, which I could understand because they're thin and they stick out. Um, but overall, it was pretty simple. Uh, didn't have to worry about much on that one. Um, the sculpts are really good. Uh, I originally thought that Thor was going to be on a big base like Hela because, you know, well, Thor's a badass. But he's on a normal-sized base, which I thought was interesting. Um, so, I'm not going to argue that. That's going to be good for gameplay. Um, I do have to paint all of these up um, because these are going to be my uh, five, or actually six. Yeah, six of the ten models I'm taking to Adepticon for the tournament. Um Loki and Thor and Winter Soldier are just balls good. Um, Winter Soldier with the ability to shoot a model that um, dazed one of his friends is really, really good. Uh, Loki's annoying as hell to play against because he can make you cost more to use your superpowers and trying to shoot him and he has enough, he can just walk away um, and disappear. So it's it's going to be interesting. Um, really like it. I was kind of... I think there is an issue, um, and I know that this, I don't think this is their fault, I think it was a production issue, is bringing all of these guys out at once was pretty hefty on the pocketbook. Um, and don't buy them. Do what? Don't buy them all. Like, here, here's a quick spoiler, everyone. Yeah. You don't actually have to buy all these models. They're not limited edition. They're not going away. You, you can you can wait. Yeah. You, you can, can wait I mean... and save up like responsible people. What? what? Kathy, it's devil talk. Oh, wait, no, sorry. In theme. Lies. Lies. Deceptions. <laughs> um, but it was, it, they are pretty hefty if you're going to be buying all at once. Um, I did because I needed to paint them all up and get them all done. No big deal. I suffer. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I, as I would like to say, with no offense meant, that's a you problem. It is. <laughs> um, um, on the other hand, I have not bought a single extra model for this game. I got two for Christmas. I just have the starting 10 plus Modoc and Hulk, and I've had tons of fun through my games. Yeah. Uh, these these models are really good. The game is amazingly fun. If anybody uh, is trying to figure out if they want to play it, uh, it's really good. It's really... I, I can't say that it's a simple game, though, John. It's not. Um, it seemed like it was going to be simple initially, but it's actually, as more stuff comes out, the complexity grows because you get more characters to add to your crew and to fight against, and more cards and more teams, and, you know, one new character coming out. Like, honestly, Winter Soldier changes a lot of teams because he, he has an ability where he's basically in every team. Yeah, he's a merc. He's, he's, cool. he's a rogue agent. He, can, he counts as being in whatever team you want, which means it makes it a lot easier for you to play teams, especially like Wakanda... Or Asgardians, where they don't have as many as, say, uh, the Avengers or the Cabal. Hey, Al Capone, you. So, Al Capone, hi, how you doing? That and all the uh, the new cards you get, the new uh, battle cards or whatever the hell they're called. The new, yeah, the new stuff. The well, not just the uh, the the crises themselves, the secure and. and uh, all objectives. I mean, like the actual battle cards you play during the uh, game. Those changing those can change up what you do too. Yeah, and also, um, Banyan just mentioned the new gem mechanic. Um, and it's not really gem; it's the it it is the power gems that are for the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, they count actually as one of your selections on your roster. 
mm-hmm. um, which is actually kind of powerful in a, in a way. Um, but thank you, Wait of Three. They're called tactic cards. Yeah, um, but it is actually really, really good, um, and they are actually pretty powerful. They're not, you know. And the reason they're good is because they also give you an ability to. They cost a point, generally speaking. So it gives you that one point flexibility that some lists might need to uh, make their crew work. Like if you're not bringing a Koye or Black Widow, you might have a problem getting certain point totals. And having the stone there instead of someone who maybe you don't want to use means that suddenly you can just, I'll get Loki and the stone and then I got an extra point. We're all good now. Yeah, because Black Widow is in my 10-man roster because one, she's pretty damn good. She's solid. Two, she's super, super cheap, so she makes it really easy into rosters where I'm like, oh, she's not going to make or break a affiliate if you have that. Um, so it's not that big of a deal, but she definitely fills that spot, and she's great for scenario play. Well, she can make the uh, the Avengers one. Correct, but yeah, she, like if you were going to do pure Asgard or whatever, like yeah. my kind of go-to team, depending on how many points we can play, uh, which so far have been pretty much 17 points each time I've played, uh, I, is going to be... Played, I've only played 17 once. Uh, three... Everyone I've played so far has been 17. So, but uh, the one list that I like a lot is Thor, Captain America, Loki, Hela uh, together in a team. Uh, pretty much an Asgard slash can Avengers. You four models? Do you, can you fit... Can you fit more, or is it just those four? No, you can fit five. Uh, the, but those are my those are my three because Loki, <laughs> Thor, Hela, Valkyrie, and Captain America are with Captain America's ability to um, guard. I guess you want to say really, mm-hmm. really can save anybody. He's super legit. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Hey, hey. So, I like that team a lot. It's a lot of fun. It'll be really cool. You gotta make sure you take down Cap quickly as possible, or you won't be able to take the rest of the team down. I respectfully disagree. I don't think it's actually that big of a deal one way or the other, honestly. As long as you're playing your game, you know your stuff, does you'll be okay. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's, it's a really good combo, because Thor... Uh, excuse me. Um, Captain America is the ability to take hits. Is really good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guard you. Guard, 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 guard. It does require power, so I mean, yeah. it can run out. There was a point where Spider-Man really <laughs> didn't want to get hit and uh, my game on uh, Saturday, but he didn't have much of a choice because Cap was out of power, so I... Yeah. That's when Spidey went down. Well, that's true. That's when Spidey went to uh, days, and then uh, he went down later after being hit and then having bleed on him, and then I left him alone, and he just sort of... I go over here, and tack over dead. Um, for anybody that's brand new to the, the podcast, because we have quite a few, thanks to um, uh, Orchis Gaming. Orchis Gaming. Um, we usually have a topic, but today's topic is hobbying. So if you have any hobby questions, go right ahead and ask. Um, either, most likely, Kathy will answer them all, because she's badass. Um, or we'll talk about it or get something going, but, um, ask away. We don't have a problem with that. Um, Kathy, you said your models are for a charity. How are people going to be able to get in on that charity for, um, at Adepticon? It's, uh, 
Well, go to Adepticon. Let me see if I can find it. Step one. Stump Kathy. Okay, so there is a website called Table War Charities, uh, tablewarcharities.org, and uh, and it's all to benefit autism advocacy. Uh, and so they're they're hoping to do more, uh, more charity events in the future, uh, but this will be their first one. And. Uh, Adepticon, they're doing they're doing a Bella Lost Souls open one. They're doing one there. They're doing one at Shark Weekend gaming event in California. So so far there's there's these three, but yeah, they're he's looking to you know just just keep going uh, at different conventions for doing charities through uh, the hobby. And this one is, they're educating about autism advocacy and doing fundraising for it. They have a Facebook page. I got water on my mouse. I'm like, what? Just don't lick your brush, Kathy. Because I'm painting. I'm just looking at this job one. Um, for everybody kind of curious, uh, I got challenged to paint my entire Marvel Crisis models in contrast paint. So I was going to, I'm going to try to continue to do this, which doesn't see. There's certain things that I can't paint with contrast uh, that just doesn't work. Uh, and it's usually a lot of the metals. Um, but for most of the models, for the major colors, uh, painting contrast on all of the majority of the model. Um, which I've done on everything so far. I think Unicron, Unicron, <laughs> Ultron was the uh, only one I haven't done in uh, contrast because he's so metal and shiny and yeah, it just wouldn't have worked. So. <laughs> oh, so Kathy, uh, wait a three minutes to know if that's wateronmymouse.com or .org. <laughs> That's wateronmymouse.co.uk. Oh, it's UK. <laughs> With the jokes. We got jokes. We got jokes. I'll try and pay attention as much as I can because I'm painting this base for my thing model, and I don't know who convinced me to paint this you did. checkerboard pattern, but... <sighs> you did? You convinced yourself? It looks really good right now, though. I know, but it's a pain in the ass. All the things that look really good are a pain in the ass. Yeah. That is also a pain in the ass. So we, we, we should probably talk about something. What? Like the hobby? Um, well, that's kind of tonight's uh, motif. So <laughs> of what we're doing. <laughs> we started all getting concentrated on our painting. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm usually, when I'm doing my stream, I'm talking about what I'm doing and talking to the people in the chat uh, if they have questions or comments, often crazy comments. We have a lot of fun in the chat. I, I know what we really should talk about, and I know John doesn't really want to really, really, really want to talk about it, but I think we should. Is his hobby street days. 
I mean, it's got to be better than talking about Marvel Crisis Protocol model assemblies. Come on. <laughs> I do want to say that he went on for a while about that, but don't think they're bad at all. No, they're, they're not. They're still, like, perfectly fine models. They're relatively easy. Uh, I'm going to send him, I'm going to find the hardest Malifaux models to send him and go like, hey, Gonzo, here. Nope, I will uh, return to Cinder, because <laughs> I already know about Malifaux models. Yeah, I love beard. So what do you want to talk about Hobby Streak for? Well, okay, so everybody didn't know, there is a hashtag Hobby Streak, um, and John is uh, working on his still. John uh, is at, what it is, is for every day that you do a hobby, you post on it. There is a Facebook group, um, hashtag hobby street, and you see how many, how high you can go. And it's every day you do a hobby, you put a number out. Um, yeah, you're supposed to go as far as you can. And then when you, when you break it, because something happens, you go and try and beat that number. So I, I think the best I did was 20 days in a row. I did something hobby related, um, which some of it was planning and doing things, but things that are, you know, for yeah, the hobby. It started off with just painting and, and, and modeling, but we, most of us have decided since then that that is too restrictive. You end up only doing that, and you you ignore part of your hobbies. It should be your hobby streak, you know? It, what are you doing, you know? If you don't ever play games, then honestly, it should probably flip to just be that, but we decided to do um, whatever. Games count. Whatever you're doing, as long as it's hobby-related, it, it should count. You know, it's your streak. You know, it's not like the hobby streak police is going to come by and go, that's not actually part of the hobby streak. You know, there's <laughs> nothing in it. It's just, it's a, a motivating tool. We actually have a lot of people on Twitter who are doing it with uh, varying streaks. Uh, you guys won't know this necessarily as much, but uh, there's someone who's a week ahead of me. What are you at now, John? Uh, I am at 800, and I think today is 804. Today is 804. So John has been doing something hobby-related for 804 days in a row, um, which to me is uh, pretty balls amazing, in my opinion. Pretty amazing, yeah. Um, and it was just something that just kind of came up. Uh, someone decided to do it, um, and it was... was yeah, it? I don't Start know. Start on a Facebook like group. From, uh, I think Bloke actually posted it on Twitter or something. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Let me give that a shot. It might keep me motivated. Spoiler, so, it has kept me motivated. Yeah. <laughs> Crimson has a question. Any exciting new hobby products out there? I've been trying out Tamiya putty for gap filling, and I like it for non-organic shapes. It's a little annoying to apply, but it sands nicely and isn't a two-part putty. Oh, then you're talking like the, uh, the white putty, like uh, squadron putty for model kits and all. Is that the one that's kind of grainy? Very great, very toothbrush, very toothpasty. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I I tried that back in the day, and another scale modeling friend of mine suggested mixing it with uh, this uh, clear cement, which is like it's so thin it's almost watery, and you're supposed to mix it like into a paste mm -hmm. uh, for best results, and then you could sand it or carve it or whatever, but. I never was able to get that paste like he was talking about. Wiggly likes my mug. Thank you. That's my that's my teacup. I like tea, so it's big. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I never got the knack of using the 
the cement or putty or whatever it is like that. <laughs> the squadron cement one that is. I've never tried the Tamaya one. Uh, I do know that Vallejo's plastic putty is it's kind of the consistency of uh, Elmer's glue, I think. And I've used that for some gap filling on small seams to some success. I will probably get it out for when I'm uh, assembling and finishing the prep on my suzerain of desire. Yeah, so that, that, I use that putty a little bit, but it is really difficult to work with. Uh, and honestly, I'm much better with green stuff, which yeah. is me to say. I mean, I can do a lot of, like, Gonzo was saying, like, well, if you don't want to use the ice thing, you're going to have to sculpt a foot. And I'm like, that's not hard. It's a foot. Right? That's, that's okay. That's I would call that's... that uh, sculpting 201, feet and other easy shapes. Yeah, that's how I feel about green stuff. I've... I've not had a problem with, I don't know if ever, I mean, I read tutorials on, on how to use certain tools uh, to work with it, you know, the easier ways to work with it years and years ago, and that was just for gap filling. And then I decided that I needed to, to uh, modify an entire Blood Bowl team. <laughs> Because all the Nurgle models that, that were made by Games Workshop at the time were terrible. They were really ugly. It looked like they took the old Metal Beastmen uh, uh, for the Chaos Blood Bowl team and then just took a, a hobby knife and hacked away at them. Like, literally, maybe hacked away to make smaller, skinnier, more undead-looking it was it was so awful, so I'm like, well, if I take some green stuff, I can't make them look worse. You're right. So, yeah, so that's what I did, and I learned a lot, a lot about green stuff on that project. There was like, I want to say 15 guys, probably including extra rotters and turn markers and stuff for, for people who are familiar with Blood Bowl. Um, but Every single one of them I modified in some way or another. And it was so much fun. Yeah, I mean, honestly, green stuff's one of those things you just sort of jump in there and just start working with it and see what you can do. And I had no idea. I, I had only ever really used it to fill gaps before then. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things in the hobby, somebody had asked on Twitter uh, so what are the most important things that you own uh, that's, that are going to improve your hobby? And I'm like, the will to hobby fearlessly? Yep. The will to be, and by that I mean, you know, saying, I've never done this before, but I'm going to give it a try, like the snakeskin I did on these guys. I never painted snakeskin. Yes, it helps that there's a little diamond pattern in the, the scale mail on these guys. Mm -hmm. But I had never I had never painted a snakeskin pattern before. And I didn't know if it was going to look really crappy or or not. Sometimes uh, just to say fuck it, I'll do it live. You, you just have to try it. You just have to be willing to, to try it. Like John's doing... Uh, 
like John's doing his checkerboard floor. Is it a pain in the ass? Is it tedious as hell, John? Yeah, it's pretty tedious. It's going to look really cool, though. They want me to uh, gloss varnish it, too. To make it look like all nice and shiny tile. This I won't say really yay or nay. I mean, gloss away if you want to, but it's not necessary. Yeah. Yeah, Mizzy <laughs> does make a good point, Gonzo. Um, she says, the will to be okay with screwing something up, but learning for future reference either way. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and oftentimes I've learned more things of value in the hobby when I have utterly failed at something. But uh, that's why, like, you won't see me, like, take a model like this that's hard to get and try it on this. I'll try it on something similar first. It's also yeah. why we buy so many extra models. Like, I need to try this paint scheme on something vaguely like this. Rummage, rummage, rummage. I've got this model that's vaguely like this. Let's try it on him. Yeah, that's that's another thing that, that I'll tell people is you just want to practice on something you don't really care about mm -hmm. first. And then you feel a little more confident. Like... The snakeskin pattern, I did that on paper like eight times before I put it on the model. There's lots of little, yeah, lots of little things you need to do. Like, you can hear this Vallejo bottle shaking a little bit. You know, that's one of those tricks you get. Just get like your 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 uh, sand steel ball bearings and throw them in paints. Helps them shake up. Like lots of little trips like that and stuff. Shaking our paints? Why would we shake our paints? Well, I mean, shake just put the, the thing in there. Make it work better. You know, I know people, I have friends who bought, like, paint shakers, and I'm like, you're crazy. I was born with two. I call them right uh, that's, and left. Uh, that's what I always say, too. I'm like, I, so I won a paint shaker uh, as prize support for something years ago, and I went to try and use it, and it's got this band, this like uh, rubber band that's supposed to affix it to the to, to the jar of paint, to the paint shaker. Mm -hmm. The first thing that happened was the jar of paint went flying. <laughs> and that was the only thing that happened because I never used it again. And I'm like, you know what? Just like John said, I have two paint shakers right here. Yeah. Uh, I have a small little paint shaker that is, you know, the like for fingernail polishes, the one they sell and you, you know, you strap it in and stuff. I've only used it a few times. And mostly what I've used it is like, Oh, I've got this one paint. I know I'm going to be using this paint next and I haven't used it in forever. And I'll stick it in there, you know, to get it ready. But for overall everyday use, I've never used a paint shaker for everyday use of my paints. And, Kathy's the only one I think that would consider it because, you know, she paints professionally and all. I don't like But I think part of it is I paint so often yes. that, and I have such a limited palette, I don't have a thousand paints. What? You know, I don't have the great big wall of paint. I, that, I like to mix my paint. And so I only have maybe 20 paints in front of me right now. And uh, because of that, each of these paints get used all the time and is always being shaken. So it doesn't really have time to to settle like some do when you never touch them. I have a rack of paints over there that I never use. And I'm sure 
if I went to use one of those, there would be some crazy layer of sediment in the bottom. Definitely over 20. I'm going to stop counting and say 60. <laughs> okay, I just saw Crimson. Wait, I thought you needed to buy the same paints as your favorite Twitch streamer if you wanted to be good at painting. Uh, <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. No. No. I mean, they might have good ideas. There's some, some, there's some, let's say, boutique or very specific paints that you may not know if they work. And if your Twitch streamer can make them work, maybe you learn something. Maybe it becomes what you want to use. Oh, yeah. Sure. Like a lot of the Turbidork stuff. I did a whole bunch of testing with those and I was uh, uh, streaming my hobby streak just to uh, show people how it looked, you know. Then you can tell me about Turbo Dark because me and Jim just got a whole bunch of those. The regular ones or the color shift? All of Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah, well, then we can because the color shift is interesting. Uh, test model still hiding out on my desk. Really hard to tell in there, but... Uh, yeah, I can I can tell you some things about it. Uh, which uh, they're going to be at Warfare Weekend, by the way, as a vendor. Oh, cool. So, for a bit, it's going to go. I'm uh, looking up. I'm on my phone right now looking up the paint. Fired. Oh, I'm looking up the paint schemes for some of these models. Fired. <laughs> Fired. Fired. You don't know what Marvel uh, character so schemes are off the top of your head? Well, I'm kind of looking at just... their paint patterns and such. I want to point out that I'm pointing oh, hey, at the camera. Cat. That's not going to help. Again. How are you doing tonight? Mm. Welcome. Loki's going to get warp lightning green coat. Uh, I like warp lightning green. That's a good, good bright green. Yeah. The other one I use a lot is sick green from uh, uh, game color. Which is this one. I've just got this blue color going. That's kind of a. I don't know, blue and white oh. mixed together to make light blue. <laughs> Is that how that happens? <laughs> I, I've been so doing... what I'm doing is I'm, I am painting these sort of reflection of the ambient sky reflections into the non-metallic metal. Get out of here. And also some of the skin reflections where I feel like the, the skin might be reflecting onto the metal as well. So. I want to point out one thing, Kathy, since both your hands are in view, how are you pushing up your glasses as you say that? <laughs> I feel like you Jim know, walks by like and pushes them up for her. I can't push my glasses up. My visor is in the way. <laughs> Jim actually is, is doing it. That's what it is. Oh, that's he, next level. Next level. <laughs> Jim walks by and goes, wink. Oh, <laughs> you. Yeah, it's like a uh, like on Mash when they come and sponge the uh, sponge the, the doctor. <laughs> Jim walks by and goes, "Here you go, Kathy." That's exactly how we are at home. Uh, spoiler: That's why I keep my hair long, but it mops up all of that uh, sweat and everything. It has nothing to do with being too lazy to go to the uh, the barber. Nope. Nothing at all. Mm. Or too busy. Well, okay, that's fair. Yeah. I really could make time on the weekend if I wanted to. 
Who ever wants to make time to go to the barber on the weekend, though? I mean, you're right. So, right now, Kathy, I'm using an off-white for the white squares. I think I want to continue and then just use the, the pure white as a little bit of highlight on one edge to sort of show where the light's coming from. Is that I crazy? I think that's a good idea. It seems crazy to me. It sounds like it's work. like a fantastic idea. <laughs> what I lost like... there for work? Damn it. Um, good. Cat says that uh, you need some nerd wax. This is a stick. It's like the stick of wax you put on your nose braces of your glasses so they won't slide down. That's a such thing? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> oh my god, where has that been my whole life? Well, since I was 10. <laughs> 10. Yeah, I've had Fuck that me, It is actually a thing. Since I was 10. How have I not known about this? I am all over the place on these models. You know, I really thought we were being trolled, uh, but uh, it did it, it, dirtwax.com. It's also on Amazon. I am color me shocked. So we're all running out and ordering some of that. Uh, nah, just suck it up. <laughs> I need to get my old pair of croquis and put them on the back of my glasses so they don't move down at all. I, uh, I don't paint with my glasses. I am going to have to go get new ones because I'm an old man and... Uh... Is it time for bifocals? It probably is time for bifocals. Don't feel bad. I need them, too. <laughs> I am so disappointed with bifocals. Actually, I'm going to get what Kathy has first. The visors? I have the visors. I should be using them, but I'm... Go for the visor. You know, not, not using the visor is just going to make your eyes worse anyways. I, I don't want to go off on a rant, but you know what I really need the visor for? What? The goddamn cards... For Marvel Crisis Protocol. <laughs> like, can they make those symbols any fucking smaller and hard to read? I'm like, what? I don't, Hand to Marshall. Marshall, what the hell symbol is that? Is that a you wild? Remember, like a wild? you remember the first uh, Malifaux cards? Oh, yes. I still have them. I had a magnifying glass in my case. <laughs> like, that sounds like a good idea. Just one of those little magnifying. I'd get one of those square things. Just plop. All right. Yeah. I can read it now. Yeah, it's that's it's a good amazing. idea. Holy crap, I need that. Hold on. You're welcome. <laughs> I need one of those. That'll probably work. Welcome to Old People Podcasting 101. My eyes are not what they used <laughs> old to be. Gamers. So remember, as you get older, it's the it's the light. So no gaming area has the best light. So some of those cards where they get small stuff on them are gonna be hard to read. I just wish they'd put, make them bigger. So I need a magnifier. I wish they would put because if you could put the cards online, and then you could just print them bigger, that would be balls amazing. That's something I wish they would do. Especially okay. since they've done some FAQs on the models, and the models have changed a bit. That Fair. would be really good. Ah, that is exactly what I need. Exactly. 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 That one's too small. I'm sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Positive. Uh, let's add if this. If I can to help one person out list. tonight, you one have person. My work here is done. Those things. Except for the work that I'm doing on these models, but still not done. 
Those are pretty good, too. Let's put those on the list. See? Now I'm down the rabbit hole. Uh-oh. Turn it off. Tremont on Amazon rabbit Save hole. Save it for later there. and revisit it. Oh, yeah. I, have to re I noticed that I'm going to have to reconfigure my camera. Glasses? Because <laughs> my hand keeps getting away. I mean, that's why I went for the overhead. Medium goes... With John's suggestion, I now have a lamp so I can paint, and it comes with a magnification lens so I can actually see the details. I love the magnifier lights. Yeah, Absolutely. the one in the center, yeah. Love the magnifier light. They're a little rough in the summer when you're trying to use them because mine uh, is not LED because mine was before LEDs were really big thing. Oh, no. It's still that really sucks. good. Oh, it's They're still really good. The thing is that heat also dries out paint on the model faster too when you may not want that to happen. I mean, sometimes that's a bonus, but uh, yeah, the one I have, it, well, I don't use it when I'm streaming because it, the light is too close to the model and I haven't been able to make my camera work with that. So I have two other LED lights that are kind of above me. I have, they're like stand ones. They just sort of hover over me. Well, the one I like the most, so I have a lamp over in the, uh, the corner that puts down in that general area. I have my swing arm lamp that I can move wherever I needed to. I've got this guy that's brought in the camera that actually comes with a stand for a thing. It's LED that I can move wherever I want. And then also my camera has a light on it. So it's like light central over here and I'm sweating. You should really not be surprised based on all the lights around me. That's weird because, you know, I have a blanket on my lap and a scarf and a thermal shirt and a sweatshirt and leg warmers on. And I'm not sweating. I'm warm. What was the temperature in Chicago today, Kathy? Uh, <laughs> like, like the high was 38. Okay. So your high was our low. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the 50 today. Wow. Yeah. It was good because I think Valentine's Day, the temperature with the high was 38, the low was like 19. And I'm like, why, God, why? Mm -hmm. Oh. As an aside, one of the uh, nice young uh, project managers at work got me a rose for Valentine's Day because she mm -hmm. said, I'm going to be happy because you said you were only going to drink on Valentine's Day. It was very nice of her. That's cool. It made my morning. Hmm. Shows how one little lack of kindness can make somebody's morning. And then it's hmm. all good, right? It's all good. Almost time for movies. That will be interesting. Kathy thinks you have something to talk about this week. It's great. What? I do. What? Yes, you do. I do. You do? You're going to talk about the Wild Wild West. The Wild Wild West. Oh no, I didn't. Wiki, wiki. I didn't watch the movie. There's a marathon on TV, but who wants to talk about a, a TV show from the 1960s? We do. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it does not matter when it's from. It just matters that uh, you watched it. Well, yeah, we could talk about that. Like uh, for everybody new, at uh, the eight o'clock hour, we switch over to our media section where we talk about media. Media. Movies, TV shows, uh, books we've read, books. music we've discovered. 
we just talk about it oh. and review it. Banyan reminded me I needed to put this one down so I don't forget about it because uh, he mentioned it um, while I was doing streaming that one day. What's up? I'm making sure I put it down in my... I text myself things that I need to remember so I know that it doesn't go away. And so I was texting myself uh, a show I needed to put down for uh, the media section today. Oh, okay. Oh, it's such a good idea. It's a good idea to do that, and I do occasionally remember to do that. I um, tell uh, people to message me, and not right now. Wait till I get home, then message me, and I will do whatever the thing is. Like one of my buddies is like, I really want to see the rest of the Mandalorian, but the site I was watching it on, i.e., stealing it from. Is down. I'm like, I think I can have one more person on my Disney Plus, dude. I'll just log you in. We can watch the rest of it. He was supposed to message me and he forgot. So I'll have to try to remember after the podcast. Spoiler, probably not gonna. <laughs> Bayon says he has not painted within five years or more. I mean, it also depends if you call what he used to do painting or not. Oh, oh slam. But da What? I mean, I'd call it painting. I'm just saying. <laughs> Shots fired. Banyan, you can walk upstairs and punch him in the face if you want. I would not suggest it. <laughs> he says you're fired. I mean, okay. Um, while we're doing it, since uh, it's not too far on, how many people in chat are going to Adepticon? Um, give us a shout out. Tell us if you're going to Adepticon, because uh, if you are, you will definitely be seeing myself and Kathy, and uh, we will be uh, there. I'm sure Kathy will be hanging out in the cool section of Adepticon, a.k.a. Fort Wapple. Um, All sections of Adepticon are cool. <laughs> I really? think Mizzy is going to be there. I can't with all those nerds in there. Uh, I don't care about that. The Bug King is going. The nerds are my people. I mean, my people too. I'm just stating a fact. I go where they are. Bug the Bug King. King is going to Adepticon. Oh, yay! I think I knew that. I think we talked about that before in a previous stream. Previous. Uh, Captain Mizzy is going. She's actually Previously. going with me. <laughs> which is scary. Oh, I didn't know. Did I know Captain Mizzy was going? I feel like I didn't know. I not Yeah, she oh. will be there. Um, Erica, that doesn't get, she's not able to get on as much anymore, but uh, Erica DG, um, she oh, will be cool. going. Um, myself, uh, I'm actually not taking any classes. I'm playing in two tournaments, and that is it. Well, it should be plenty. I'm playing the Marvel Crisis Protocol one and, of course, the Song of Ice and Fire. That means you get to hang out yes. and have fun and chat. I am going to try to do more he now. I am going to try to make a lot for anybody to know. Um, I will be uh, contacting and talking to a few different people because uh, i trying to make some more connections for Warfare Weekend. Big schmoozing. He will be schmoozing there. Be That's schmoozing. all you need to know. Schmoozing. Plus, uh, buying all the cool stuff because I'm where I buy most of the stuff I want is Adepticon. Adepticon takes a lot of my money. 
Uh, I do know that I probably will be... Keeps those guys showing back up. What's that, John? That's a good idea, because it keeps those guys showing back up. They keep selling stuff, they keep going, showing back up, and then it keeps going. Yeah. It's yep. cyclical. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to be buying um, some more paints um, on there. I know there's a few models I'm definitely going to be picking up. Um, I think there's a couple of uh, judgment models I want to pick up. Um, Have you played that yet? I haven't actually really seen it play or heard anything yet. It has not really hit in the area. Um, Judgment is a really good game. Um... I wrote it off at first because it's a MOBA-style game. We've talked about this. And I wrote it off at first, but it's... The one best thing about anything else is... Damn, the models are amazing. Um, it's a so, weird scale, though, isn't it? it they're really large scale. Uh, they're uh, really large. Yes, Sandra, this is a painting uh, hobby uh, session of the uh, podcast. Yeah. We are working on stuffs. Stuff uh, so it is actually about time to talk about movies and media, sir. So Hooray! let's leave it up to the, the audience. Do we want to switch over the movie scene or we want to stay on our painting camera scenes? Stay on our painting cameras. I'm still in the midst of doing this. Doing but it's going to be more touch-ups because, of course, it will. It sounds like we're going to be staying on our painting camera. This is good, Xander says. Um, since we need to start to talk talking about our things i have one two three four five things to talk about and um that'll be about it john how many you got to talk about three three kathy how many you got to talk about seven uh one i guess <laughs> i guess i'll be talking about one and i have to pressure her into it pressure her into it <laughs> what one and he had to pressure you into it. Yeah, not into watching it, but into talking about it because I didn't think anybody would be interested in in hearing about a 1960s uh, cheesy Western TV series that's not Gunsmoke. I would actually say we're so interested. You should probably start. <laughs> so today there was a marathon of the Wild Wild West on, starring Robert Conrad who died last week, and so today was their tribute to him. They did the whole uh, the whole marathon thing, so I was able to catch a few episodes, and I haven't watched it in quite some time, but when I was a kid, I used to watch it on Saturday afternoons or Sunday afternoons with my dad. Sorry. And I loved it back then. Back then, it was all about... Each episode for me was trying to figure out which crazy character James West's sidekick uh, disguised himself as. Because every single episode, you know, James West is going into a town or somewhere and Artemis Gordon is disguised as somebody. And for me to be able to pick it out before he's revealed, we're talking, I'm like five, six probably six or seven years old, you know, when I'm watching this, which, which is funny because back in the sixties, there were people in an uproar that wanted that show banned because of its violence. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, 
it's so cheesy. I I started out where I was watching Doctor Who, and when I say Doctor Who, I mean 1963, the very first Doctor uh, Doctor Who. And I haven't I had seen a few episodes in the past. Okay, so this is like a twofer. <laughs> I'd seen a few episodes of Doctor Who in the past of the the first Doctor, but they've been playing it every week on on this other channel. And so the one that was on today is one that they also had played on Friday. So I turned it back to the Wild Wild West. And the first thing I see on the Wild Wild West is... Uh, these sort of bug-eyed monsters that look like aliens. They're these guys wearing some, I don't know, some some crazy suits, some crazy disguise. I don't even know what it was because I'm pretty sure that I had to come and do this podcast before the end of that one. <laughs> so I don't know why they were dressed like that. But anyways, it was just like the Doctor Who that I had just turned the channel from. Which just cracked me up. It's like, wow. Well, but that was the 1960s. It was cheesy. It was all about cheesy TV. And the Wild Wild West, I think that one even started out in black and white originally. The ones they were playing today were all color episodes. But it's just, it's hilarious. It just doesn't take itself too seriously. And I guess that's that's what I still like of it. I had fun watching it today, even though it had been such a long time. It's it's really like James Bond in the Wild West. Jim West is is James Bond, and Artemis Gordon is his uh, sort of like Q, the sidekick. And they're both womanizers, but James West. It's the it's the girl instead of Artie. Poor Artie. But he's the brainiac. So of course he can't get the girl. Because the smart guy never does, right? No. And thus we're stuck and, with the stereotype today of nerds don't get girls. Yeah. And he was handsome, you know? Yeah. Whatever. So, um, you enjoyed the crap out of it, Athena, sounds? I enjoyed the crap out of it. <laughs> and we know you don't usually give it uh, ratings for TV shows, so that's all good. Gonzo, uh, you want to do one before you I... You want to give uh... us our rating scale for the people that are brand new watching, so they understand when I sure. uh, start to give a rating on something? Sure. Our rating scale is based off uh, space herpes. And it, the higher the number, the worse... Uh, this still is still zero to five, so zero is a great, great movie, and uh, five is the worst of the worst. Uh, we also have a joking scale uh, where we rate it on a rating of Casablanca to Cats. How would you rate this movie, which we'll use sometimes in extreme circumstances? And if it's old enough, I will rate a movie on the Casablanca scale because it's old and doesn't really, really shouldn't be compared to modern movies because they really changed the way they made movies somewhere in there. So, hope you're taking notes because there's a lot of differences on those. 
Uh, I also want to give a fair warning. If you are using contrast paints and you are using the Flesh Terror Red, doesn't matter what you put it on, it looks like it's bleeding. It is a very blood color. I put it on this brick to thinking, oh, I'll just make this red brick and, you know, go with it from there. And <laughs> no, it's a blood brick. <laughs> I was like, uh. I think to make the bricks look right, you should mix red and brown contrast paints. Yeah. It's a blood sponge. So... I'm going to do that too, but I've got an orange going down first, and then I'll do a red in with it uh, to get it in, and then, of course, a, a black wash into it to help it out. But I was like, oh, crap, that's not what a color I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it literally looks like blood. Um, so I guess I'll go with one of mine, since I have more than John. Uh, let's go with... Um, let's go with a new movie. Uh, we'll, we'll be spoiled on this. Um... Uh, Alita Battle Angel. Uh, it was free on HBO. Uh, so I was like, hey, been meaning to watch it for a while. So loaded it up today. Um, had some free time. Loaded it up. Put it in there. Um, visually, a very good movie. I thought it had some really good visuals. Very good special effects. Um, if you read the manga or watched it uh, or anything, you kind of know what it is. Um it was interesting that they still went the big eyes, which we've already talked about at one point. Cause I think you've seen this, right, Artie John? Oh, yeah. I saw it opening weekend. Yeah. Um, and so I've been wanting to see it for a while. Um, the action was really good. Uh, the dialogue wasn't too bad. Uh, it wasn't horrible or anything. Uh, this is not going to get a bad rating for me to start off with. There is a, a one minor complaint that I had about the whole movie. Uh, at point, I felt that the movie kind of dragged a bit. Um, but I was like, okay, 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 okay. One bad thing after another bad thing after another. All right, we're going to go after the bad guy. We don't go after the bad guy at the end of the movie. Uh, which is kind of a bummer for me. I was really hoping that they would sum up and do the entire movie and finish the entire story and have her go up and kill a bad guy. Uh, which well, that's not possible in one movie. Well, but I thought they were going to head towards that uh, because we most likely will never get uh, episode two or whatever, I'm pretty sure. Um, which kind of stinks. Uh, it was actually really good. Um, like I said, the combat and action was really, really, really good. Um, special effects, solid, uh, beyond belief. Um, I would love to see another episode of it, but I don't think we'll get another episode, personally. I think it's just going to be there and be done. Um, it gets a one space herpes for me just because they didn't finish it out. But overall, it was really good. It was a good, fun time. Is it Oscar-winning performances and such? No. And to be fair, looking at it, it might get a sequel as it doubled its money internationally. Oh, did it really? Yeah, it I, more than doubled its budget but with international. So it has a chance. I, I hope it does because it actually was really fun. Um... It was neat and everything. Uh, there were some things where it kind of forced, but overall, like this one space herpes. So it was, you know, just go see it. It was, it was a good time. Um, Another thing going for it is that uh, it is a James Cameron passion project. He cool. wanted to direct it originally, but decided to just produce it instead because he's making seventeen thousand extra Avatar movies. Um, so it get done. So there's a chance he's got clout. Yeah, he, he could get something made if he wants it made. So there, there's a chance. And, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as much as Gonzo did. Uh, I have seen the anime. I haven't read the manga. Uh, but it was very good. It, it follows the anime from the 90s very closely. Um, but not 
slavishly. There, there's a bit of differences, so it is a good watch regardless. And the eyes thing makes her look different, but it's not. It do, it doesn't. It's nothing more than that. Correct. When the they toned it down from the initial previews that people were like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it, it, it was interesting that they still kept the big eyes and small mouth, uh, the anime look, but. It would have been interesting if they would have kept it as a normal feature. Our features were normal looking. It would have been interesting to see if it kind of ruined it or, you know, Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't it. imagine it. I, I, I think it works the way it was. Yeah. I, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I was not going to go to, I wasn't, you know, put off by it, but I just thought it was interesting. Type thing to say. I enjoyed it. One space service for me. Cool. Well, I am going to go in reverse order, so I'll start about uh, Birds of Prey, which I saw this morning with uh, Trollton Heston and Mrs. Trollton Heston. They don't really show up too often anymore because they got a baby, baby, but they had grandparents to watch the baby, uh, and they wanted to see it early, so they had time to do stuff for them to pick up the baby, so uh, we saw it early. And? Uh, and, um, it's a movie. <laughs> Uh -oh. First off, it had 30 minutes of previews because it is a shorter movie. It's only an hour and 49. So they, they had it in the normal slot and just added an extra, you know, extra 10, 20 minutes of previews. So that was... Well, that sucks. Yes, it was terrible. Uh, the movie itself is almost the definition of mediocre. There are parts that are really great and parts that are just not good at all. Um, it does get better as it goes on. There was a point early on where I was going to tap Alex on the shoulder and just give him the middle finger because <laughs> it was his idea to see it. But it got better since then. Uh, I'm not like upset that I saw it. Uh, I don't have any desire really to see it again. Um, I want to talk to a couple friends who uh, I value their opinion on things like this to uh, see what they think. Because um, it's sort of a girl power movie and none of that bothered me. Uh, if anything, I thought maybe they took the villain, like, way too far and just had some weird... stick. There is either a really longer cut of this somewhere or uh, or they really just added some scenes to pad the time to get it closer to full time. Because there's just some scenes I'm like, this didn't need to be here. This added nothing besides showing the villain's crazy. Spoiler, we knew that already. He's crazy. Um, the villain's played by Hugh McGregor, and he just hams it up. He seems like he's having a good enough time doing that. Um, I would not call him a great villain. I would say he's probably average Marvel villain. And these villains, DC, it's just not very... He's not very motivating. Um, Harley Quinn herself has the problem of in Suicide Squad, in smaller amounts, she is charming at times. And you sort of just get this sort of like hate with her. With her being the main focus, there's no like hate. You mostly hate her because she's terrible. And like, there's a scene where someone's like, where she like dissed someone like, oh, you're that so-and-so that, you know, just does this. And she, the girl replies, oh, you're that crazy lady that everyone hates. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, though I think at the end of the day, the biggest fault with this movie is just trying desperately to be Deadpool. And it's not Deadpool. Ah. Hmm. So, uh, I'm going to give it two and a half space herpes. Um, people thought. will like it more. What was that? Better than what I thought, then. 
Oh, better than I thought from the previews as well. But I mean, I, mean, I thought it was going to be a steaming pile of crap. So I was just going because you know, hanging out with with the friends are is fun. But yeah, so uh, I I can't recommend it unless you hear some previews that make it sound like what you want. There is something there you like. I love the Huntress in here. She is true to her character. Works. Um, on the other hand, uh, Black Canary, aka Dino Lance, is not really true to her character at all. And it's, I think DC needs to really get their shit together and decide what they're doing. Are you making interconnected stuff? Try and get your fucking tone set for a movie. Because a couple times, like I'm sure they're like, we need the language, we need R to make the language work. Well, let's put some excessive violence here or there. And then there's a scene where there's like no one gets killed at all. Like you, you really don't know what you're doing. Like there's a scene like that is PG-13 scene, and then the rest of the movie there's you know a couple f bombs by a couple I mean all the f bombs. Samuel Jackson's nodding his head in approval. <laughs> so listen to some other people reviewing it. Some people maybe get more in depth into it because um, this is getting wide variety of reviews. It's getting from it's the worst movie ever to it's the best DC movie ever. So there are people out there who really love it. There's people out there who hate it. So it's going to be one of those movies. I, I've seen mixed reviews. That's the reason why I was kind of curious uh, yeah. your take on it. Because it's been mixed both ways. It was like, oh, this movie is really, really good. Oh, this thing is shit. So I was kind of curious what your thoughts on I, it were. I would say technically it falls somewhere in the middle of that. So uh, It's a good meh. Good trick. Yeah, it's, it is pretty much a solid meh. I mean, I don't want to call it meh because actually like there are parts I like and parts I dislike. But it, it, it averages to a meh. Let me see. Um, my next one. Uh, and this goes out to Banyan because I finally finished uh, the season. Um, how to pick up girls in a dungeon. Or is it, you know, is it, a, is it okay to pick up girls in a dungeon? I can't remember what it was called. It was an anime. Um, I finished up the entire thing. Um, and it is... It wasn't bad. Uh, as everybody knows, I, I'm really picky on my anime because I hate fan service. I can't stand when an episode is nothing but panty shots or hot tub scenes or bath scenes and stuff like that. And just kind of he's basically saying he hates anime. <laughs> I want my anime to be something um, besides boobs and stuff. Um, it wasn't bad. Um, there was only one episode where it was about the hot tubs and bath scenes and, you know, moving around so you couldn't see X, Y, and Z, etc., etc. Um, it is a good dungeon romping, um, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? That's what it is. Um, it's on Netflix. It, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a good anime. It's a good D&D feel anime. I, uh. Had a good time with it. I like the story. I like the characters. Uh, no spoilers because there is something going on at the end that makes it worthwhile. Um, so, I mean, overall, it really wasn't bad. Um, I have to dock it a point for the bath scene because there was no need for it um, at all. So, it's like two space herpes, one and a half. Total lap of... Uh... Gonzo docking an anime a point for having a bath scene when it's an anime. <laughs> well, it's not even a bath scene. It's an entire episode of them in um, a bath, and I'm just like, ah. Uh. Oh, well, I mean, fair. But, like I said, that's one of my things. I don't 
don't care for fan service. Um, but I mean, it was it was it was a good it was a good you know D and D dungeon romping adventure. Um, it does take it serious uh, a couple of times, uh, and at times it doesn't. But overall, it was it was pretty decent. I, I enjoyed it. So like I guess it's one and a half, maybe two space RPGs overall. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. My next movie, uh, since I don't think we're going to get all of them in, I'll save one for uh, my other podcast, because I think my co-host saw it as well. So uh, The other one I saw, though, is Free Fire, which is a, I want to say, 2016 movie that came out. Uh, it's sort of a period piece set in, I believe, the 70s. Um, 2016 British black comedy action movie. Um, uh, so that was pretty solid. Um, my cousin uh, John had seen it and reminded me of it because I wanted to see it when it when it first came out, but never got the chance to. And then he reminded me, so I'm like, oh sure, I'll pick it up and uh, I'll watch it. Um, so basically, it's like half an hour of setup and then an hour long firefight in a warehouse, an abandoned warehouse. Um, so it's very interesting. Uh, the action is never, how should never John Wick or never anything like that. It's always more low key, you know. They mostly have pistols and all that. A lot of hiding and cover and firing. Um, um, but it, the action's only half of it. It's, it's one of those witty banter type of movies. It's very Tarantino esque. Uh, I get that sort of vibe from it. Um, I think the real problem is is that no part of it is ever truly, truly outstanding. The action is never really awesome. There's some cool parts, but nothing's like very few parts are like, oh, that was amazing. Mostly it's like, okay, that, that's fine, that's cool. And it is never quite as witty as it think as it wants to be. But it also is never really boring or trite or terrible. It's it's definitely a solid, serviceable movie, and some people are going to like it more than others if they really like that sort of uh, thing. And it's got a solid cast. It's got uh, Brie Larson, uh, Killian Murphy, uh, Army Hammer, and Charlotte Copley in it, and they all perform very well. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just solid. It's not great. Uh, I give it about two space herpes. Uh, you definitely hope for it to be a little better than it is, but it, it keeps you there. It's just interesting enough to keep you watching, you know? You put it in, you have a good time. It's one of those ones where you could probably do something while you're watching it because the action's kind of sporadic. You know, once you've seen it once or so, you've got an idea where the action pieces are, and then you go like, okay, look up here, about here, cool, go back down, do what I'm doing, you know, for the subsequent time. So, there you go. Gonzo? I'm sure you got seventeen more to go. Mm, I've got two more to go, and they'll be kind of quick. Uh, I finished up Insatiable and Sabrina uh, this season. Uh, Insatiable actually uh, got the cancellation this week. Uh, Insatiable is about uh, pageantry and stuff, and it's tongue-in-cheek and throws everything into your face. Uh, it's a dark comedy. Uh, I thought it was really funny. Um Ratings for it went really down, and a lot of people have been really trying to get the show canceled to begin with because it throws things in people's faces um, about pageantry and stuff like that. So um, it, it, it was good. I didn't have a problem with it. I wish uh, it had at least one more season to wrap up because there was some cliffhangers at the end, but uh, it didn't. So uh, um, 
overall, if you like really dark comedy and things thrown in your face, you're going to like uh, Insatiable. Um, and then Sabrina. Uh, Sabrina, this season in, finish that up. Really like Sabrina. I like uh, Sabrina as a series, period. Um, it's really, really, really good. I wish I can get more of it. Um, this season was pretty decent. Sabrina actually goes and tries to become um, reigning over hell. Uh, there was a bit of a time paradox thing going on. Um, not going to spoil anything, but uh, I'm kind of interested to see where they go with it from here on out. Um, ready for next season, so can't really do anything about that. Uh, and I only have one more past this. Go ahead and go for it. I'll, I'll save mine for... Uh... I'll talk with John about that on uh, Wednesday because he watched it as well. Okay. Um, the other one I watched and I wish I didn't was The Predator. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that about that movie. Um, let's just say it had a Predator in it and that was pretty much all that you could really care about. Uh, it was very piecemeal together. They were trying to do something different. Um, at one point, they say that the Predators have human DNA. And uh, they asked uh, which human fucked an alien to get human DNA in them. Um, I was like, what? Um, one of the things that does annoy the shit out of me as someone that does have, that is autistic myself is autism is not a superpower, people. Please stop doing that in movies and TV shows. Um, so you tell me it's not like that Bruce Willis movie where <laughs> they, they tested the uh, the secret codes by making them crossword puzzles or whatever it was, and the kid figured it out, and then they had to go kill him, and Bruce Willis had to save him? It, um, yeah, seen it, that one. Yeah, it, it's, it's getting to be a bad thing in movies where any kid that has autism or is anywhere on the spectrum he automatically is a super genius and can figure out things that uh, nobody else can and they said that autism is the next step of human evolution um and that kind of just annoyed the shit out of me it really cheapens that that's yes yeah, it, it does it's, and it, it's really it's piss poor yeah there, there's a lot of things in movies that need to fix that's that's a big one of them uh you know showing disabilities in the wrong light yeah um and so i was just really annoyed by it i was like oh, whatever get the fuck over it um the cast it had a cool cast but that was about it and everything was predictable everything you knew what was going to happen you felt it it was just whatever it was poor it was horrible I uh, couldn't stand it one bit. I was like, please, can I fast forward this? No, I've got to watch it in case. I'm... No, there wasn't anything. <laughs> there wasn't anything that I, I couldn't have fast forward through. Uh, it's a bad movie. Uh, I'm pushing this as a four space herpes. It's not the worst one, but it was bad. Um, and the people that made it should feel bad for themselves. Because the writing and the story was complete horseshit. Um, they don't need... They should not have done this. Um... I don't know what anybody thought and why they did, um, but it should not have been done. So, The Predator, four space herpes. Go away from it. Don't watch it. Save yourself some time. <laughs> What's it free on? Uh, HBO. Okay, I don't have that. 
I'm saved. <laughs> it shows up on uh, on something I have. I'm probably gonna watch. I'm just gonna warn you. Yeah, it, it's on HBO for free. Um, so other than that, um, I'm John. I'm Gonzo. I'm Kathy. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. We really appreciate it. Um, don't forget, Kathy streams Tuesday through Friday from, what, 3 to 5? Is it, Kathy? 3 to 5 Central U.S. time. Um, and she'll Where be working I, uh... on some new models. I know she's still got stuff to get caught up on. I will probably be streaming tomorrow a lot because I have all my night watching that I need to start working on. Um, and I will be working on those. So you may see me on a lot tomorrow. Uh, okay. Nonstop, I may put up a screen going, taking a piss, going to go get lunch, you know, whatever, so I can keep streaming. Because um, I have 37 Nightwatch models to paint um, oh, and the trays. Say hi. I got nothing to do till 6 p.m. when I roleplay. So uh, you can come and join us. So um, for everybody out there, please take care of yourself. Um, yes. Look at your friends. Check on your too. friends. Everybody out there. Uh, I will see if I can send y'all to, to somebody. So give me a minute. Again, some other nights. I'm Gonzo. John. Kathy. Night. Night. Good night. And Great. Hold Great. on a second. Let me see who I can send to. I'm one up in there. Great night. Great night. Oh, I know Great. who I can send to. I'm going to send y'all. We're going to raid Epic Duck Studios. Oh, hooray. He is actually going to be uh, supposedly painting at... Um, I love Epic Weekend. Duck Studios. Rating now. Come on, people. Let's get in there. Let's get a bunch of people in there for Epic Duck Studios. He does the coolest comic book style painting. 